Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. Alex Ferrario, he's Tanner Hendricks, and I'm Brandon Kylie. It's BK and Ferrario on 101 ESPN, an extended edition of hey. BK and Ferrario. I know. Save your booze for later. Okay. Right now, we are very happy to go out to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line to be joined by the one and only Katie Wu. She's the Cardinals insider for The Athletic. You should follow her on Twitter at Katie J. Wu. Be sure to follow her work over on The Athletic as well. Subscribe over there. It's well worth the price for subscription. And over the weekend, she was the first to be able to talk with Mike Schilt. She got a text back from him. She asked about what were some of the factors that went into his departure from the organization, including potential disagreements on where the team is moving forward with the implementation of more analytics. He told her, quote, there's merit to those factors, but that's not the entire picture. And Katie joins us now here on the show. Uh, Katie, first of all, thanks so much for joining us on the show. How are you doing this morning? Hey, guys. Good morning, and especially good morning to Tanner. As I'm told, you guys are bullying him again. Never. Let him live. Let the guy live. Thank you. That's what I'm saying. Katie, are you busting out the T-shirt already? Hashtag let T-bone live. (laughs) Look, I'll wear it. I'll wear it every day. I'll okay. wear it to opening day tomorrow or next year. Ryder, Ryder, we need to. Tomorrow. Ryder, Katie, we need I know to put the off on. season is exhausting, but we are still very far away yeah, from opening you need, day. You need a couple of months off, Katie. You didn't even get time <laughs> off after the Schilt news. I had a nice four days. you don't even believe that that wasn't real time off uh katie let's let's get into the decision to fire mike schultz because uh he's going to be releasing a statement coming up at 11 o'clock you were able to get that first comment from him from where we are today what's your understanding on what led to this how do we get here you know that's Still a very good question. I know that Mike Schultz is expected to release a statement at 11 a.m. to the media, but he will not be taking any questions. It's very clear that both John Mazalak and Mike Schultz and the Cardinals would really like to keep this as under wraps as much as possible. Now, look, baseball is a business, right? We say this all the time. It was very clear, you know, as, as more and more comes out, as we kind of see the, the fallout of Mike Schultz firing, that there was some obvious disconnect between the front office and management. Now, again, I think that the key from Schultz's text message to the athletic is it's not the bigger picture, right? So it's not, or not the entire picture. Yes, some, some sort of disagreement over the implementation of analytics was involved. Yes, there was probably some, some discontent from the lack of roster additions early on, but that's not the full picture. So as much as we can jump to conclusions and say, oh, that must be the reason why, or, oh, analytics are playing too much of a part, Schultz was very honest in saying, you know, yes, that has merit. Those those 
those inquiries has merit, but it's not the full picture. So, you know, obviously a lot of things have gone on behind the scenes that we're not aware of. The, the firing caught everyone by surprise. I know Mosellog on, on Zoom, that press conference on Thursday, described Mike Schultz as very shocked. That would certainly fit the bill for everyone else on that call. It, it was a decision entirely out of left field and, and kind of sent waves across the baseball industry. And now the biggest question is why? Well, and the part that really surprised me, Katie, was what you tweeted out after the news of Schilt being fired came. It was when you you must have talked with some of the players and others that were inside the organization, and you tweeted that they were stunned to hear the news of Mike Schilt firing. That was the part that got me. It's like, look, if Mo's going to make this decision, you'd think that he would have discussed maybe some of this with the, some of the Cardinals players because they are entering this winning window. But to hear that the players and others in the organization were surprised, that kind of caught me. Right, because usually the, the clubhouse has a pretty good understanding of what's going on behind the scenes, obviously, much better than anybody else does. But the clubhouse was completely surprised and taken aback by the direction of the decision. You know, Mike Schultz is a player's manager. He has this really cool open-door policy where players can come to him at any time. He's always open for a conversation. We saw in many post-game press conferences over the season, even if his players aren't exactly performing up to expectations, he will defend them to a point where it is a – Sometimes maddening for listeners, right? But he is a player's manager, and he was really respected in that clubhouse. So completely caught off guard, a lot of people in there. And, um, you know, it definitely didn't seem to be. I think you can understand the Padres moving on from Jace Tingler and the Mets moving on from Luis Ross. But it was really, I don't think anyone expected the Cardinals to move on from Mike Schiltz, as we all know. Three postseason appearances and his three full-time seasons manager, really respected by his clubhouse. And it seemed it really was a shocking decision. Katie, the more I think about it, the more I think maybe I missed signs along the way that were probably trending in this direction. And not that it would lead to a firing, but maybe I jumped the gun on how obvious it was that there was going to be a contract extension because I did feel that way going into the offseason as recently as like, you know, last Thursday. Um, But now (laughs) when I look back on some of these things like, okay, so Mike Schultz was on postgame interviews and you were on all of these and he... He didn't do so in a way that was overt, but he more or less said, I'm managing the team that I have been given, which is his way of saying like, hey, listen, I, I there are times when I don't have the options that I want, whether that be in a pinch hitting opportunity or when I'm going to my pin. It's not always available to me. Um, the other thing is for years, we've been hearing the Cardinals front office say, hey, we would like to use the matchups. We'd like to play more matchup based baseball. We would like to explore six man rotations and openers and all of the modern things that you hear from the Dodgers and the Giants and the Rays, all of those things that they're pitching. And it just never seemed like Mike Schilt was really on board with some of those things. And that's not a critique of him so much as just a statement about where baseball is right now. Sure. Do you think that's kind of where this ended up being? And if so, I guess what I'm still at a loss for is what was the final straw? Because all of those things were developing over time. This is not something that happened overnight. I'm just still confused as to what what led to such an abrupt ending of this marriage. Well, I think you make a really good first point. I remember specifically, especially in the, you know, around mid-May, early June, when the Cardinals rotation, just everyone kind of fell out by injury. The outfield that was filling in for an injured Harrison Bader and Tyler O'Neill was really underperforming. And multiple times, Mike Schultz had said, you know, I can only work with what I'm giving or I'm working mm-hmm. with what's on the roster. And front office executives don't exactly like that. You know, while it is true, you know, Mike Schultz can only – put in what he has. Remember the Tyler Webb Chronicles? 
He was very clear that he needed another left-handed reliever with Andrew Miller hurt, and they were holding Cabby for the must-win situations. But he had no one else to go to, so he had to continue keep running to, to continue running out Tyler Webb. Tyler Webb would not perform well. Then he has to answer questions to the media: Why are you using Tyler Webb? You know, he's kind of stuck in a hard place there. So I do recall him saying that multiple times and thinking, you know, this is a, a public cry for help in the most, you know, polite way he can do so. And I, I do believe that that kind of line does rub front office executives the wrong way. Now, there, I did think that Schultz began to play the matchups pretty well, especially in the second half. But I can also understand if the front office wants to be more analytically inclined and use an opener and, and whatever, that, whatever in mind they want to do. Because keep in mind, we don't know exactly what kind of analytics there was a disagreement right. about, whether, it was an, whether they wanted to implement more or less or whatever. We don't know that. But I thought Schultz did a good job of playing the matchup. They did an opener. Again, it was in a weird situation with Dakota Hudson and Jack Flaherty coming back from injury. You know, and I thought he played the matchups fairly well, especially with the splits. So, you know, it, it's a really perplexing situation to me. And this right here is purely speculation on my part, just what I think. I think something had to have gone down in that all-staff meeting that the Cardinals had on October 8th. That was less than 48 hours after they were bounced from the wild card. Something had to have happened in that quick turnaround because you can even hear Mo say in the press conference, you know, this is something that was building over time but really came to light over the last five or six days. So, again, my speculation is there was some fallout or something happened and there was a lack of communication during that end-of-year all-staff meeting. Katie, a lot of people have been speculating about Jeff Albert having an impact on this, and I don't know if we'll ever get those answers, whether from John Mozalak or Mike Schilt, but if they make this decision as an internal move and put a – inexperienced major league manager at the helm, whether it be Ali Marmol or Stubby Clapp, and that falls on its face, what happens then? I think then Mo has a lot of answering to do. 2022 has long been estimated as the Cardinals' biggest window of contention. We've talked about this continuously. It's the big reason why they didn't push all their tips in at the trade deadline this year was because they have a confident feeling just the way the roster is shaking up, the way that the payroll is shaking up and the way that the top prospects are kind of knocking on the door, that 2022 is their year. The Cardinals are facing an immense pressure to win. Now, you can't deny that they don't win. I mean, they've had 14 consecutive winning seasons under, under Mo, and But I think the, the fans are kind of hoping for more than just a wild card game appearance, right? So they're under an immense pressure to win. They're under an immense pressure to find a manager and to do one quickly because, as we all know, on December 1st, the current collective bargaining agreement is expiring. Major League Baseball is facing a possible impending work stoppage. Cardinals cannot hire a manager if that happens. And if baseball goes into a work stoppage, there's no telling how long it's going to take. Worst case scenario, they could be freezed out of hiring a manager until right before spring training. Then they have to kind of scramble and find one. So this decision on who takes over from Mike Schilt, who has, you cannot argue with his track record, is a winning manager that has a complete respect in that clubhouse. They have to find someone that is going to be just as respected, particularly by Yadier Molina and Adam Wainwright, who are, you know, Yadier Molina is entering his last year. Adam Wainwright is entering what could be his last year. They've got to find a manager that can resonate with Nolan Arenado because he does have a second opt-out clause. And they have to find a manager that's going to win. Otherwise, this decision looks like, for whatever the reasoning is that Mo did it now, there is no justification there if they do not win next year. Katie Wu of The Athletic joining us for another couple of minutes here on 101 ESPN. Katie, I re- did a lot of reading over the weekend about Ali Marmol, and I got to be honest with you, I just didn't know a whole lot about him prior to this weekend. And after doing some more research, he seems like exactly 
the type of manager that the Cardinals would be looking for if this is the direction that we are talking about them going, being more analytically inclined, wanting to play the matchups more, wanting to be more advanced with the technology that they're using, which is what Albert has been all about. Can you tell us a little bit about your interactions with Ali Marmol and what you think he would potentially bring to the managerial position? Sure. I've really enjoyed my interactions with Ollie, but I think it's important to remember as he was the bench coach, we didn't have a lot of reporter to coach conversations. We just had a lot of, hey, we have some some couple minutes before batting practice, what's going on, let's chat. He seems to be really well-liked. He's out there up with the team every day during VP. He's always having conversations with the guys. I know that the Latin players really respect him and, and have good conversations with him as well. Let's not forget about Stubby Klopp, though. You know, Mo was pretty candid and saying there's at least one internal candidate. I believe there's two. I believe it does come between Ollie and Stubby. But I also think that there's a chance that Skip Schumacher gets a good consideration for this position. He's respected both with the Cardinals organization and with the Padres organization, and that's pretty hard to do right now given the state of that Padres organization and their massively disappointing season. He's good friends with Adam Wainwright. He has a lot of respect from Yadier Molina. And he's respected again in the organization. So I really do think those are the three candidates. I think Ollie might hold a slight edge, but I wouldn't rule out Skip Schumacher getting more consideration than we think he's going to get. Interesting. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch over the next couple of weeks. I can't imagine this is going to go too far into November, but we'll be reading all of your reporting over at The Athletic. Katie, thanks so much for hopping on with us today. I know it was not our expectation that we were going to have you again this week. <laughs> we promise we'll stop bothering good. you. As you said, the Cardinals happened. <laughs> and this is kind of how things go. Exactly. Thanks, guys. Enjoy your Monday. You bet. We'll talk to you later. That is Katie Wu, Cardinals insider for The Athletic, joining us here on 101 ESPN. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more. And Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to Geico.com or contact your local agent today. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you 24-7 with supplies and solutions for every industry and access to product specialists ready to help. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.